bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit, uh, uh, this shit is bananas, B-A-N-A-N-A-S, this shit is Trumpanas, T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S, what? I don't know, I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics, I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. America is so gross right now. And I say America because that's what they say on Big Brother. They go, America. They always talk about America. <laughs> Don't hate me, America. Yeah. And I'm America like, doesn't like me. Yeah. I'm like, um, a f- there's a some basement dwelling Cyclops, including myself. <laughs> I include myself in that watching this show. But Amer- I wouldn't say America is watching the show, even though there's supposedly eight million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of people. But that's like not even, you know, that could be like a. <laughs> that's not even the size of L.A., is it? I don't know how many people yeah, are in L.A., but size, I don't think it's so. It's not the size of L.A. If maybe they can say, it's, and uh, maybe there's a couple mains <laughs> watching. Uh-huh. Right. But when they're like, hey, America, my I vote <laughs> to ev- evict Mickey. Right. And it's like, America? Or just say, I don't know. I know they probably were like, what should we call them? Fans? That's weird. Oh, well, some of them do. Oh, my fans. Or they the Cliffinators or whatever. They should just be like, ugh. Big Brother watchers. I don't know. Saying America is just I can't. So but anyway, and you know what? America is gross. And it's probably because of Big Brother, quite frankly. I know it's making me grosser. But like, I feel like there's a strange dichotomy going on where it's our first week in your new place. Mm -hmm. And we have a new podcast company. It's our first week with a new podcast company. Uh We have a parent company. <laughs> yes. Which is just very, it's very luxurious. Very luxurious. I mean, it's certainly not helping us d- record this any earlier. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and it won't be helping us edit it any faster. But it feels very luxurious. It really does. They're, they have everything. And they're everything. They're very, very. It's like clout chasers. Clout should be the name of the company. Yeah. Cloud Chasers. Yeah. We're, well, it should be the name of our podcast, and then they should be called The Cloud. Ooh. <laughs> yes. The Cloud. Yes, The Cloud. So we're like Cloud Chasers. Check. Good one. Yep. Um, so we have like a feeling of new beginnings and like almost like a hopeful vibe, but then there's just a sinister vibe in the air that's mm. throwing salt in our game. Mm-hmm. Don't you sense just the American? You mean because of the, all the death? Yes. And destruction. Yeah, there's a lot of death and, and destruction. taking away of rights. Yes. And deregulations, yeah. such as. Oh, you mean and how. And by deregulation, taking away our safeties. Safeties, exactly, which some people think is a positive. Um, I think that you're wrong. Um, <laughs> the feeling that the polar bears are going to die. Yes. That all the endangered animals are going to be killed off. Yes. Nobody cares about that. And no. that feels very unsafe. That it's- somebody stole. Stole. Somebody stole a bald eagle from a... Did someone? From a shelter or something. 
that's like a feeling that's in the air. That happened. Oh, why was a bald eagle in a shelter? <laughs> because it got injured and it was being cared for and somebody went in there and stole the bald eagle. We're gonna, whenever anyone steals the the a bald eagle, which is like, isn't that the the symbol of America? Yes. And then the one, if anyone steals the symbol of America, we're gonna ha- say they stole. Yeah, they okay. stole it <laughs> okay. because you trash. You're you, white trash. You trash. You trash. And I know you're white trash. Yeah, you're white trash. Absolutely. Don't try to steal your fucking redneck Confederate flag symbol. My spirit animal, my actual Ashley spirit animal, yeah. is an eagle. Yeah, that's right. And yours is a seahorse, which mm. is so cute. Tell the girls and burrs what a seahorse does. A seahorse is male and female and makes itself pregnant. <laughs> it can impregnate itself in its both sexes. Thank you, mic drop. If anyone's <laughs> dying to know how to find out your fucking real spirit animal, I guess you're going to have to join the Patreon because that's <laughs> where we give the website. And it's the business, yep. you guys. It is the fucking business. And it'll tell you other celebrities who are the same as you. It gives a whole description that is spot on. You can do your parents. You can do your kids. It's spot fucking on. Now, I want to tell you this. Yes. The white trash broke into a sanctuary. Okay. Oh, it wasn't. A, stole, so it wasn't a shelter. It was I'm a sorry. Sanctu- it was a sanctuary. Come on. And stole Sammy the Eagle. Okay. <sighs> How scared is Sam? Oh, Sammy's going to peck its eyes out. I hope so. Because they're fierce. They, uh, <laughs> that's right. Eagle. And <laughs> when they can't find Sammy. And also, Sammy can't fly. Why isn't Sammy microchipped? Oh, that doesn't count for you to be able to find it. That's a good point. Why isn't Sammy microchipped? No, he would have to have a, a GPS on. The microchip's oh. on the GPS. The so, thief- but are his wings clipped? Probably. If it can't fly, it's in a shelter. Or it got, it got injured or something happened so that it couldn't fly, I don't think. So the police who, <sighs> who went to the scene said that the white trash cut into the fence, like in the back of the enclosure, and pulled the bird out. And they don't know who the thief is. Uh, and they're still looking at him. The eagle is 35 years old. <laughs> he was brought... Fucking birds, man. They to, never die. Never die. Brought to the sanctuary in 1988. So that means that's that 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 animal's whole life has been in that particular place. Here's where this is what I do to get to move forward in these kind of scenarios. Oh, it has a partially amputated wing. Here's what I say to myself. Mm -hmm. Like when the the old Italian place, a staple in Burbank closed down and I was horrified and was like, why can't we have any fucking landmarks in goddamn L.A.? I said to myself, you know what? I bet you the guy and the the couple that owns that is retiring and their kids are assholes that don't want to take over the business because, you know, you get this thing where you're like, I don't want to run this stupid restaurant. It <laughs> smells like parm in here. And this isn't my dream. My dream is to be <laughs> an actor and a influencer. So whatever. So the kids wouldn't do it. So I'm like, OK, they just want to retire. Yes. It's not. They can't not afford it. What I think about this bald eagle is that there was some internal shit going on at the sh- sanctuary okay. where some disgusting Mitch McConnell <laughs> slash type of people were pl- or Jeffrey Epstein murderers were planning on putting Sammy to sleep because he was old. And so there and so someone who worked there was like a fucking an activist was like, I'm not fucking letting them put Sammy to sleep. And they went home and they were like, can you believe, probably someone gay, can you believe this shit? And then two homos went down in fucking 
homo, you know, superhero costumes and they cut through the fence and they saved Sammy. And now Sammy is living, drinking fucking rosé <laughs> on someone's balcony. I can't even deal reading this. Um, I Whoever took Sammy, if you're listening. <laughs> Why? I just gave a whole great scenario. No, well, I hope that is the scenario. I hope it's too. I do hope that's the scenario. Well, I how hope do that we know they were going to do something to Sammy? He's 35. He fucking eats them out of house and home. He's got the broken wing. Maybe he's got cancer. We don't know. That is true. The spokesperson said that Sam, she was surprised that anyone could even grab Sammy due to his strength and talents. That's why it was someone from there. That even further proves my wonderful yarn. Wonderful, Not wonderful. even the staff picks him up, she said. Though he lives in captivity, Sammy is not tamed. <laughs> That's probably why they're like, we can't fucking deal with this motherfucker. He <laughs> fucking pecks everyone's eyes out. He's wild. He's been here for 30 fucking years and he won't fucking bug off with this attitude. Yeah. So they were like, I can't. And they talked about it. And then somebody was like, I'll come and put a tranquilizer dart in him and then I'll put him in my backyard. <laughs> Who knows? That's my dream. And that's what I'm going to say happened. So this kind of thing doesn't take me over. Like when I wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and say, where do all the diapers go? I don't even want to tell you what the rest of this says. Don't. Because we need to move on. Dot org. <laughs> Bryce McClendon, parentheses, McCovey. Uh -huh. How does he not go by Bryce McClendon McCovey? I don't know, but he should. He, Bryce, I know you hear that all day long. Um, you're going to continue hearing it because I will never stop calling you Bryce McClendon McCovey yeah. now. Yep. Bryce McClendon McCovey bought a shirt from our website. Okay. He bought a I don't need your notes, babe shirt. Okay. A few weeks ago. Now, Bryce, we haven't mailed that to you. We forgot in the move that you ordered that. I'm so sorry. Go ahead and message on Patreon whatever other shirt you might want, and we will send you it for free because at this point, I'm sure you're like, um, you can keep your free shipping, and next time I'll pay $5 for shipping, and I can get it in two days and not in three weeks. And the second shirt will have <laughs> lots of cat hair on it. Oh, promise. Um, and your first shirt's going to have it, too, because <laughs> all of the shirts now are in my garage. And all we have is one box of shirts here at Julie's new house. And those are probably shirts she's worn because she likes oh, to wear every shirt. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I've probably worn it and maybe washed it. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, no. One that I saw, I was like, I think she's worn this. And I was literally standing with the French people. And I was like, I'm going to go back to the car. So, Bryce. Uh, message on Patreon. Bryce is a Patreon subscriber. Mm -hmm. um, he has come to a live show, so he is in the upper echelon. Upper echelon. Yeah, he's also, we have right here a frame he made us. Anyway, Bryce, you might want drugs or our shirt styles or what, meow meow. Tell the girls. You um, can also have a wonderful shirt um, that is the DGP official shirt, which is the sort of our logo that says nope on it. You can have a shirt that just says drugs. You can have a shirt that says nobody knows I'm gay. And you can have no, uh, I don't need your notes, babe. All black and white. All black with white lettering, all of them. No one knows I'm gay is what Julie and I wear to all our live shows, mm -hmm. all of our auditions that we do together. Mm -hmm. um, and Justin Atkinson, okay. This who, is, I can't. Who's also up Rushlawn. He came to the Austin live show. Mm -hmm. Love him so much. His um, boyfriend's name is Cruz. Also live show. Love them fucking both okay Cruz, one of my favorites from santa barbara uh, well, i thought it was austin oh Cruz on santa barbara oh yes. my god he was so hot i forgot about him Cruz. Mm -hmm. oh he's a kelly. robin wright pen cruising kelly wow um also one of my best friends growing up her name was yvette Cruz. yvette and sally they lived down the street that was the girl oh. that fucking i said had the dandruff uh oh just one time yvette if you're listening i would love if yvette is listening 
Okay, so um, so basically, here's what Justin said. My boo, Cruz, and I were at the Austin Pride Parade last night wearing our DGP shirts. Mine was drugs, and he was wearing No One Knows I'm Gay. Okay, Julie, let me stop you there and say, when I read Julie's message, she's like, I love that they wore the shirts to Pride. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even think about this. So fucking sweet. So an old guy came up to Cruz and said, I like your shirt. How much for it? And Cruz jokingly said three hundred dollars. And they and then the guy went and counted his money and mm. said he only had two hundred and sixty. And they ended up switching shirts, which Cruz, you're a fucking national treasure <laughs> yes. for switching shirts yes. with the old dude. Yes. And, you know, there's deodorant on both of them because on Cruz's oh, yeah. it's black. I get deodorant yep. on the shirts every time. Yep. Um, it's filled with powder. Exactly. And there's probably, yeah, there's probably lots of different powder all over the front of the shirt of pride. Um, <laughs> so they switched shirts. And then Justin said, with all this being said, ladies, I think you need to increase the prices of your shirts after he rebuys the shirt, of course. Uh, now, Meow Meow, tell him how much the shirts are. It's $25 with free shipping. Yeah. For the shirt. So you can go to our website, www.julianbrandy.com. And there's like a there's like a shopping page and then there's also links to more shirts that are um, esteemed. Este yeah. <laughs> that our esteemed digital artist, Jennifer Johnson has her own store and she's made all kinds of swag. Yeah. All it's all different. And it's, and they have like big, she has bigger sizes available right, right now. We only go up to extra large, but we're going to on our next, when we find out what the most popular shirts are, yep. we're going to go up, do one run of like XXL. Yep. Maybe even 3XL because we get a lot of requests. That really just... I mean, that really made my day. Yeah. How do you... I mean, who does that ever happen to? I mean, Cruz... Uh, Justin, send us your guys' address so that we can send Cruz another No One Knows I'm Gay since you guys are taking it to the streets. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. I mean, we wear it. Julie wears it everywhere. And, like, sh we will literally be getting arrested at the airport for the drugs in our bag. And she'll have the shirt on. And someone's like, whoa, what's that? And she's like, it's our podcast. <laughs> but I'm like, we need cards or something. Because so many people love No One Knows I'm Gay. Yeah. And they don't know they can just buy it on our website or whatever. I know. And, and also, of course, the lovely, um, well, we know now. Or oh, that, they don't know what. Yeah. Or whatever. Or I could tell right away that we get these yelled right. out at us. Ashley Ryder got it. And I love it. And I bet, bet you if Ashley Ryder came on here and gave feedback, she would be like, she doesn't, she gets, never gets hit on more by men than when she walks out in the streets wearing a shirt says no one knows I'm right. gay. It is like a man magnet. Yep. And that goes for gay men too. Um, yeah. We got some Patreon anniversary. Uh-huh. Yeah. We got some gifts, girl. We got some gifts. It's our two year patreon anniversary patreon anniversary and um where do we begin angie knox angie knox the uh, she's an the angel funder yeah she's exactly <laughs> she's a patreon president she sent um a bunch of treats she sent an aloe vera plant a watercress plant pet treats and she sent a 25 dollar uber card 20 dollar chick-fil-a 150 dollar fucking home depot card 150 dollars to home depot that is you know how much that will add to the the move um also she sent a hummingbird feeder with hummingbird nectar which we're very excited about and already put it up we already put it up Ange. It really added a lot to the patch of dirt that Julie calls a backyard. It's a huge patch of dirt that someone left with no vegetation on it, except for a single lemon tree and a few cactus and then yep. um, cacti and a red ant. Yeah. A problem. The population. Yeah. So we've gotten rid of the red ants. We hung them. Yep. These cactus, these succulents are going to go right out there. Yep. She sent a little cactus. Yep. We used the last Uber gift cards together. Yes. 
in Miami mm-hmm. and we use them drunk all around LA. And so we're going <laughs> to together, we don't use them apart. So we're thank you so, so, yeah, thank so, you much. so much. It's already just adding so much. Just the hummingbird feeder alone. Oh my God. And that's going to, of course, I, I'm already, we're, uh, we're going to be doing bird. Fi- it's going to be a bird paradise. Out yeah. There. We're going to try to figure out how to get, we can't see the lemon tree from the living room. Like we like we're dumpling hangs out, dumpling hangs out in the bedroom window and right. the living room window. So right. we're trying to figure out how we can put some type of bird attraction for right. dumpling. So his mouth can water yeah. and he can get into hunting mode yeah. and then he can stay inside and bug off listeners, Quinn and Zamina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quinn, when we got this, this present, read them the card, my meow. Okay. Ladies sending my favorite Italian cookbook in response to Brandy's naked pasta nightmare. It's a must have for any chef or home cook. Julie page 152 to 155 have the easiest tomato sauces ever. Bonus. No garlic. Love Quinn and her wife, Zamina. I was like, Quinn and Zamina, we haven't even heard of you guys. I fucking love that you sent that. It's so sweet. Mm -hmm. If anyone's interested in hearing about the Naked Pasta Nightmare, sign up for the Patreon. And it wasn't a nightmare, but I mean, it kind of was because I put plain pasta into my mouth um, that Julie had sitting there and it looked delicious. Mm. But Quinn and Zamina, I demand that you send us a p- picture of you two yep. for the Drug Den Bulletin Board. We re- At this point, we require there be a picture on our Drug Den Bulletin Board before a gift comes in here. That is our Good. new yeah. rule. Mm-hmm. You guys get your picture and send it on and we'll put it on the Bulletin Board or you can't send us a gift. Because yes. we want to know what you look like. Yeah. We like to know what the 14 listeners look like. We sit here in the drug den <laughs> studio and we literally do look at the bulletin board with everybody's faces. We on can it. see them all right now. Yeah, right now. Now, what I don't think is that we have a Danielle up here, but is it Danielle Jones? Because I don't think we have a Danielle Jones up here. And Danielle Jones sent you a flexible 61 <laughs> key roll up keyboard. Ta-da! Which we can take on the road, which I can unroll and roll up and play my heart out. So Julie plays songs on the patreon made up songs we have a workout song (laughs) all kinds of different things she already has a little keyboard now we had a goal that she was going to buy a full keyboard but at this point (laughs) we're never going to get to our patreon goal unless you guys start signing up but 14 (laughs) listeners because only sign up i mean angie knox has her her dog her husband (laughs) like that's what we need we need you all to be signing up with your dogs we basically need 200 more patreons patrons and then I can get a keyboard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if we get 200 more patrons, we're going to offer two podcasts for, for $1. a dollar. Yeah. So anyway, that ship has probably sailed. But um, <laughs> Danielle, you need thank you so much. We're going to use the keyboard when we take the Patreons on the road, which we always do. And we can take it in the car. We take the Patreons Ooh, yeah. in the car. Yep. And it's so exciting to have this keyboard that goes on the road. We like literally went into a K hole of like, oh my God, roll up keyboards. And we looked yeah. them up and there's all <laughs> best lists and all this ideas. So it's so sweet. You need to send us your picture. Yeah. Cause I feel like I remember I'm looking uh, hastily looking around. Yeah. No. Oh, you know who I was thinking? Gabby Jones. So there's a Jones up there. Mm. Gabby Jones fucking angel sent us all corona treats remember when they fired her and she was like fuck you and then yes, she stole all this shit yes, and sent it to us yep 
Love you, Gabby. So, Danielle, get your picture over here now. Quinn and Zamina, get your picture. Gabby Jones, Gabby Jones, me and Gabby Jones. <laughs> now, man, now, tell yeah. them about Julie Lang because we are in a rush. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Julie Lang is co-president of the Patreon. Right. And she, I mean, showers us with gifts. Showers like, and support. She's beyond. She's a lovely, lovely human being. Yes. And she sent wine popsicles. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> A good vibes candle filled with crystals and whiskey. Now, and there's a bunch of crystals too, right? Um, for like home, good home energy, right? That's I'm right. drinking whiskey that you sent right now. I just want to say, Julie Lang, that while we had opened, Mamma had opened all these other packages, we got yelled at by our French <laughs> male proprietors. Uh-huh. And when Julie was opening the last one, we didn't know it was from you, Julie Lang. And I was like, I hope so. Why doesn't anyone send us drugs? And Meow Meow <laughs> opens it and it's like all this whiskey. And I'm like, that's good enough. So I've now had three of the airplane size Jack Daniels, like the alternative fireball. Yeah. The Jack Daniels fireball. This is what Julie said. Okay. So I know the Jack Daniels regular are crowd pleasers, but I thought there was a poetic theme here. The Jack Daniels regular represent year one of the Patreon. The Tennessee fire represent year two, a little traumatic slash injuring the um, in your feelings era and year three the future is sweet and smooth honey and if that doesn't resonate there's some good whiskey here love you guys julie now it's time for eye of the shit storm you take some shit put it up on the wall check it out for a while you take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So even though cable news has moved on to Jeffrey Epstein faking his own death, <coughs> the shit allegedly the shitstorm that actually matters this week is motherfucking gun control. With the two mass shootings last week in Texas and Ohio, the number of mass shootings in 2019 climbed to 255. Let me say it again. 255 fucking shootings this year. Just to clarify, a mass shooting is defined as a shooting where four or more people were shot, excluding the shooter. And today, Tuesday, August 13th, is the 225th day of 2019. That means there have been more mass shootings than days in 2019. How sickening is that? Absolutely horrifying. And like, that's just mass shootings because you know that there's also oh, more just shootings. Oh, murders and shootings and sh- yeah, of just course. Just a regular Accident, old shooting. Kids playing with guns it kills two kids. Someone shooting someone with the old handgun. Yeah, so. Um, Cops like, killing people for no reason. We are sick. The country is sick. The leadership has been sick since Ronald Reagan And guess what? It was fucking contagious. And now we're all sick. And the longer we go without treating our mentally ill and without regulating fucking guns, as in what guns are available and to whom, (laughs) the more this terrorism is going to grow. The shit is a mini man-made holocaust and our government is just standing by and watching it happen again. Right now seems to be the moment in time that is ripe for a political shift. We've got 20 Democratic candidates politicizing the issue every time they give a speech. I mean, every time. (laughs) 
uh, we've got elected Democrats in the House and Senate pushing hard for new legislation. And the biggest news affecting the whole gun control debate that you won't really hear many people talking about is that there's some major internal drama happening at the NRA, like major fucking drama. I have to drink a little drink of whiskey before I tell you. Okay. (sighs) Thank you, Julie Lang. (laughs) Okay. The NRA stands for the National Rifle Association. The NRA has controlled the gun debate in America since 1977. They've been around since the 1800s, but they really got like a stranglehold on the conversation in 1977 when they hired Wayne LaPierre as their CEO. Okay, so stay with me. That's Wayne LaPierre. Wayne LaPierre wasn't even a gun expert or even a fucking gun fan. He didn't use guns. Okay, he didn't care. He was a corporate genius who knew how to control public perception, which he did for the NRA, which is for gun rights. Mm -hmm. He controlled public perception when he hired a crack PR firm called Ackerman McQueen. Okay, so now we've got Wayne LaPierre. He's the CEO. Ackerman McQueen is the PR firm that has controlled public perception for the NRA. Then Wayne LaPierre hired the biggest and best lobbyists in the country, a guy named Christopher Cox. Uh, Well, that's not surprising. And that guy, that guy's stone cold. He has done it. Okay, Christopher Cox. <laughs> then he installed figureheads and speakers who would trot out every time there was a mass shooting or some issue regarding guns where the where gun rights were threatened. And uh, he would trot out these figureheads. Like, for example, the NRA president, Oliver North, <laughs> who is an infamous political figure from the Reagan administration. He's a piece of shit. If you weren't weren't born yet, we're not even going to get into it. But if you were, then you know just in your zeitgeist who Oliver North is. Here is the scalding hot, boiling hot tea on the motherfucking NRA. Okay. Ackerman McQueen, the PR firm. Mm-hmm. Christopher Cox, the unstoppable <laughs> lobbyist mm-hmm. for 40 years. He's been the lobbyist for them. Oliver North, the NRA president, have all been fired. F-I-R-E-D. Fired. Goodbye. This leaves the CEO, Wayne LaPierre. He's the one who fired them with a 76-member board, and that's it. Oh, but wait. Four members of the board have already stepped down this week, a.k.a. been forced to resign this week. Four members of the board. So the NRA, like any powerful company or corporation who's running shit, when when their board breaks up, when they lose their president, when they lose their team... They have lost a ton of their power and influence. Literally, the NRA was not heard from after these two. Why'd they fire them? So basically, the Southern District of New York, the attorney general in New York, is auditing the NRA. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. So Ackerman McQueen, um, the McQueen portion of that died recently, mm-hmm. like, like a couple weeks ago or this month. But Ackerman McQueen was so baller and got so much money there they're an ad agency that's from oklahoma so when all these like coastal ad agencies like all maybe not coastal but like chicago all the ad agencies we know because we work in this business when yes i do a ton of commercials they didn't want any of these like big city ad agencies Uh so they got this good old boy ad agency which is from oklahoma they were dedicated to the nra they were so paid so much and they were so powerful they were such a powerful arm of the nra and wayne lapierre they literally fucking started like 
uh, it wasn't, I don't know if it was a TV station or a radio or radio station, but it was a, basically a right wing. It was called like the NRA news or whatever, but it was, it wasn't just about gun control or gun rights. It was, it was political right wing Republican propaganda. (laughs) And all of the people, including I'm, pretty sure like Oliver North who was on the channel if you've ever seen anyone from the NRA it's usually some dumb bitch like some hardcore bitch like a lot of their people that would speak for them are women they like just women with no hearts like like Gina Haskell from the CIA like that type right those people were not paid by the NRA they were paid by Ackerman McQueen literally their publicity firm paid their president that's how much those were figureheads they weren't Oliver North wasn't running anything at the NRA. Wayne LaPierre's running shit. Right. Oliver North was a fucking guy on the radio or whatever on the NRA. That's been shut down because Ackerman McQueen's fired. So basically when they got audited, all heads started to roll because they were paying politicians. Uh. They were, of course, like any good CEO does, you're Wayne LaPierre's trying to get his $11 million house uh-huh. from the NRA budget. And... Oliver North and Christopher Cox, Christopher Cox, who's the lobbyist, he was second in line to take over the CEO position. So Oliver North, Christopher Cox, um, Ackerman McQueen, the people from there, and like a bunch of people from the board got together and tried to do this coup on Wayne LaPierre. <laughs> and Oliver North was, baby like, was basically like, you're going to step down or, uh, and maybe he said he was going to whistleblow on something or we're all going to, I think he said he was going to like, talk about how he wanted to buy the pay for the 11 million dollar house and he was skimming money off the top well Wayne LaPierre went ahead and said oh it wasn't me that was um you know doing misuse of the funds state of New York it was actually Ackerman McQueen and Christopher Cox who wanted to go and take the budget and spend it on politicians in ways we didn't ever approve Uh, so it's all your fault and you're all fired oh my god and, and they tried to stage a coup on him and he turned around like, bitch, please. I don't need to care about guns. I've been here since 77 and you're all fired. And I'm like, well, you're done, sister, because those people were the people who were who knew how to make that well-oiled machine work. They had a system that would happen. He Wayne LaPierre is the person who set the tone where when there was a shooting, they didn't ever apologize. Right. It's guns don't kill people. People kill people. Right. All that All that shit. All that shit. And he... He might have set the tone, but his strength was in his team. Right. And the fact that they're money hungry, money grubbing snakes that reached out to other money hungry, money grubbing snakes like Mitch McConnell, Mm -hmm. who is one of the main people controlling the gun conversation in Washington. And now they're not going to get paid anymore because there's no lobbyist to bang down their door and certainly not one like that guy. Don't you think Wayne LaPierre is scared that the NRA is going to now dwindle? Yeah, but he's lost old. their power. Oh, he doesn't he's, care. He's he, going to go have his house and go be like, "See you later NRA, I don't care." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, you want to do a coup? Well, bye girl." And he's, you know, and he's basically he's probably scared. Yeah, but I think all the politicians that were being paid by them right, that aren't being the, paid now right. because the Southern District of New York or the Attorney General is investigating them, so they're right. not paying anyone. Those people are like, oh, shit, I'm not going to freaking vote for this. <laughs> right. Constituents are breathing down my ass. There was a huge, two huge shootings just now. They can't come out and be like, no, no, gun rights, except for Mitch McConnell. But I just know you just cut the head off the snake. 
Well, that's exciting news. Actually. Very exciting. That's good because they're just they're too fucking powerful. And, you know, their spokeswoman. See, Dana, <laughs> now you've seen her. Dana that's, Lash. That's what I said. It's a cold hearted snake like fucking Dana. Haspel. Uh, yeah. And, that, and she's like this woman, Dana Loesch or Lash yeah. or whatever. She was the one that was in that town hall with yes. the kids. And she's like, you guys, you just don't understand. No, we feel. But, you know, it's exactly <laughs> guns. It's, guns don't kill people. People kill people. And. Um, if we are all armed, then it's it's such bullshit. Yeah, she's probably going to go too. A few of the those women have gone, like the the speakers, the board. It's whether the board are being forced to resign because they were in on the coup, right? Or they're uncomfortable with the way things are going because the heat is on in all of those people at the NRA. Those people that is a money making business. Yes. And that I'm was just reading this. So that NRA TV, that's that it, sh- NRA TV, that NRA TV that shut down. So, and like you said, the NRA TV started to do other shit besides NRA, and it yeah. got into like real co- like conservative. Le- but apparently, it went real far. <laughs> and last year, one segment uh, featured Ku Klux Klan hoods on Thomas the Tank engine trains. Dana Lash complained about a cartoon where um, the characters were too diverse. But then the NRA TV had the Ku Klux Klan hoods on Thomas the Tank. And then, of course, when they're asked about it, Dana Lash and LaPierre are like, well, that's gone a little too far. We don't like that. But just like the Republicans with Trump, where it's like, well, that's he's gone too far. We don't like that. But we don't see you doing anything well, about we'll it. Still, and literally, but we'll still vote for him if he becomes if nobody runs against. Yeah, him. Mark Sanford. You yeah. fucking asshole. Yeah. Well, it's very exciting. Very exciting. And because there's a there's an energy on the news, you guys. And like, you know, I don't care about the 20 candidates like talking about gun control because these candidates are going to say whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And we know I'm not putting them any above Donald Trump. They're all going to talk a big thing and make promises. And we have no idea if they're going to a try to get it done or be even be able to. Because they got to go through. We got to see what happens with Mitch McConnell. And, right. Well, but, the, but the thing is that there's an energy in the air that's like right now is the moment in time. It's the perfect storm of the powerful, you know, company corporation that's controlling this. Their whole internal leadership breaking down. These shootings. It's all coming to a head in like the perfect way. And then the election. Right. And rather than. Now, the good thing is, I think, rather than everyone, which we and we have had the same conversation, the same talking points since Columbine, literally, yep. we need to come together. We need to love each other. We oh, need to like stop killing each other. 99? Yeah. We need to. Why don't we? Why are we killing each other? Our children need to be safe. We can't go anywhere. There's nowhere we can go. Guns are bad. Guns are bad. But we've been doing this for 30 years or whatever. And people have tried it's to introduce legislators <laughs> to introduce legislation and try and try and try. And hopefully now they are having to put rather than uh, rhetoric just about exactly, you know, the morality, the ethics, the what's it's right, like what's existential wrong. existential conversation. Guns on people, people kill them. Blah, right. Blah, blah. OK, well, people kill people. Don't give crazy people access to semiotic weapons do a fucking background check do a red flag system so that when a cuckoo bird walks in and tries to get a semiotic weapon a that's not even for sale walmart i'm glad right. the fucking shooting happened in walmart of all places because they sell that shit right 
Now, didn't the guy in Parkland, that kid, buy those guns in Walmart? One of these shootings in the last couple of years, the person bought the fucking guns in a Walmart. Well, it's pretty weirdly, oddly, grossly, darkly poetic that there was a shooting in Walmart. Yeah, and I mean, sorry, you know? that was hideous. And even for someone who is dead inside like me, and I avoided that like the plague, avoided. You can't hear except for trump who i guess did a thumbs up with a newborn baby <laughs> you cannot hear about about women jumping on top of their fucking babies in the goddamn back to school aisle yeah and not be like wow man like that is not even kids getting killed seems to move the dial you couldn't even it's like where do they need to go that... to kill people to move the <laughs> dial they've been in a elementary school they've this been did. in regular school they've been in movie theaters and now they're in walmart and they're in the churches temples mosques they've been everywhere where do you need them to go to fucking do something i guess walmart i guess yeah. walmart yeah when you hear about a couple that's the age of your parents that drop their dog off that's just like your parents dog to get groomed and then they go to walmart and get killed right and then their goddamn dog who's probably a schnauzer named duchess like my mom's old dog sitting at the groomer somebody's got to go pick up the dog it's like right. i can't with that i cannot handle yeah. it right the my fucking head would explode if my <laughs> goddamn mom got shot at a walmart you know then i would be like don't let a semi-automatic weapon get in my hands because i'm rolling on out i am gonna roll out oh well you know i mean there's obviously no the fact it's a it's annoying when these guys always and I say guys <laughs> for a reason and I say men the nah. only woman that ever did it rolled onto YouTube and it was like that's right Silicon right. Valley that'll <laughs> right. turn any bitch insane that's okay right. that's a one place where I'm like sorry about it you're sexist all of you right and a woman came and shot your ass up what? sorry. <laughs> It happens, okay? I don't want to say that women don't do gross, dark, awful things. They do one in however many, <laughs> but it's men. So, <laughs> nah. now, I mean, sorry, not sorry. It is what it is. But getting into the gun control debate, there's no more debate to be had, in my opinion. People want to say that the Democrats are going to. Well, I wanted to say, okay, what's on the table? Okay. Like, what are we, what can we get? What, what are, what are we asking for? What's on the table? What do you think we'll get? You know, like, I don't really even know at this point, like is, is, you know, no guns. I mean, I don't know. Like, what are we really want here? Cause I have a gun. I mean, right. you know, I'm not, I, think, I don't, I don't think really... anyone is asking for no guns and that's the thing. And but that's... I have lots of illegal things in my house. So like if it became, I'd be fine with it becoming illegal. Cause I would just have it illegally. You know what I mean? And Which people is still would. And people still would. Of course, and we all know that. But that's not the reason not to make it illegal. That's correct. Because you still, every drug is illegal except marijuana or whatever. And being fucking gay is still illegal in some places. <laughs> so go fuck yourself with your Second Amendment. Now, okay, what's on the table is a couple things. Every one of the 2020 candidates is coming out with their... Um, plan. Endorsing or their oh. plan oh, for some sort okay. of gun control measure or whatever. Everyone is kind of on the same page in some, yeah, with some minutia. Like the of, core. Yeah, the core. So the things that we have in general are a red flag. For crazies? Yes. So you find out somebody's mentally ill. There, Somebody has a violent past or a violent present. Somebody was in prison. Somebody has a criminal background. Somebody, even if they've got three DUIs. Uh, like, honestly, like, and I'm not even mad at anyone with a DUI. Like, even if you accidentally killed someone, like, I know DUIs are 
so dark and so awful, but you shouldn't be buying a gun. I'll right. tell you that. Well, I will tell you that. Right. I was not so, even mad at you. Not even mad at no, you. No, but I was, let's say I was so out of control in my life that I allowed myself to drunk drive and kill someone. Not even or just, just out of control, drive. but just so sad. Okay, so desolate. Sad. So, so hopeless yeah. that you're drinking to that level. You're out of control. Yeah. And you don't need a gun. I don't know what you need a gun for. You shouldn't even be hunting. Right. Go worry about your drinking problem. Don't and I say that from the heart to myself. Right. right. Well, no, don't even get me started about hunting. And I would <laughs> say that to myself too. You know, I think about getting a gun sometimes. I live alone. I have a bat next to the bed, so don't even think about it. But well, like, I couldn't get a gun now because remember I got turned down for global entry because I right. fucking got caught with the drugs on the cruise ship. Which is crazy. You just need to go to another <laughs> state actually and then just drive it on back here. Oh, well, that's I bought the gun in Texas, so I probably could still get the gun. I don't know. But, I couldn't, but having, I couldn't get global entry. And that's why having all of these state-to-state gun laws are so dumb because you could go to Alabama, no background check. You don't need to – you can be 18, eh, but no one's checking. You don't need to have a license. You can carry it on your body at all times. There's no I mean, laws Texas has a, at has all. A, has a has a concealed uh, like open like it doesn't have to be concealed like, right. has a concealed weapon like so lock. why don't i just go to alabama get a gun and come back here and put it in my drawer you can and i wouldn't even be mad if just like with the global entry where if they if i try to get a gun and they said mm, you have this thing i'd be like okay i mean i'm not <laughs> so fucking intense on getting it i'm not certainly going into a walmart i'm having right. it under my bed to fucking shoot the rapist right exactly so uh, what you don't need is an AK-47 under your bed to shoot the I'd rapist. I love that, though, because my dad said that can't even kill. That's that can't even kill someone unless that could barely kill someone at close range. And I was like, well, I can shoot his dick off. That's right. And good night, wig. Get out of my face. <laughs> and also at close range, if I put it to his face and shoot his face, it'll do enough for him to get off of me. Yeah. And then I can run away or for me to shoot it him while he's on someone else. let me sleep at night. I don't need you fucking trying to keep me up at night. No. Life ruiner. Right. <laughs> um. There's so gun licenses, you know, across the board and buyback programs. So this is what they want. They want a gun licenses, buyback program, red flag. So laws. buyback program is what Evil Dick said, where it's right. like they're not going to come in and confiscate your guns. Right. Um, you keep what you have. You've yes. already bought it. You have it in a gun locker or right. whatever you're doing. Right. But if you want to get rid of it, they'll yes. buy it back. No questions asked. Yeah. You just and then you go make your money. Go yep. just it's an offer up for guns. Yes. But nobody's going to confiscate it and you can't buy it anymore. And by the way, with, with gun licenses, it should be like getting a driver's license where you take a test. Because trust me, if I rolled on down when I graduated college and my brother, my brother bought me my gun in a pawn shop. If they were like, you need to take a test and study, I'd be like, OK, I just like, <laughs> not going to do it. I'm not going right. to do it. Right. It's just too much trouble. It's, it's not that tr- important. To and me. it should be a lot of trouble Ton to of- own a gun. Should be. I don't know what we're. What- you have to, to have a license to drive a car. Why don't you have a license to own something that will literally its only existence is to kill? Yeah, that is what a gun is for. It's for nothing else. You, and that's if, what you do. You use it for hunting to kill. You use it to defend yourself to kill. You use it to kill. That's what a gun and is if for. The Second Amendment is about having the right to bear mm-hmm. arms so the government doesn't take you over. Then you should take a test if you're so worried about the government taking right. you over or whatever or, to protect your fucking self. That's the whole thing with the Second Amendment. Like, they, the NRA pretends like they care about the Second Amendment. People talk about my Second Amendment right, blah, blah, blah. We are no longer a militia. We are not fighting a civil war. You are not. And do you it, think it, you guns help people in Russia, meow, meow, where the government no. controls and kills everyone? Do you think me sitting in the house with my handgun, with my dad's ear, words ringing in my ears that that won't kill anyone at close range? And I'm like. Great, this motherfucker was right. Now we got basically Putin Jr. over here taking us over. Military is coming in to rape me. If that ever happened, 
My gun is useless. Guns are useless in Russia. Those dudes take you over. Those days are over. But if they're not, you won't sit in your house on your land in Kentucky and protect yourself. No. You will be taken over. You're going to go underground and be Mad Max. Maybe I'm going to be running through the fucking streets with you with cans of tuna Uh, and gold bullion, uh, but it ain't going to last long. (laughs) No. It's not unless we and you're going to say, I wish we didn't just have this handgun. Why couldn't you've gotten a better gun? I'd be like, well, let's go steal a shotgun from somebody. That's the way it goes down when the shit goes down. Oh, when so, I get to the birth weight because there's not enough food and I am so slim. Oh, you'll be in a sports bra only. <laughs> in through walls and have gotten l- my Chisel. skin is Chisel. completely nothing but a blister. Yes, it's leather, honey. Leather. I am going to move like the wind and you're gonna be like god do you want to do a court drawing of this because none of the (laughs) phones work and i'll be like yes let me find a sketch artist that's right for people who think that um the uh second amendment allows you to have any kind of weapon that you want at any time is a misnomer so the the point is that you are allowed to have guns. No one's trying to take your gun away. What they're trying to do is um, regulate guns, just like we regulate everything else. Just like if you're going to have something that can kill someone, we need to be licensed, know who has it, what your background but is. They don't let you drive a fucking Mack truck. No, I have to go in and get a class D or C license. And prove you know how to use it. That's yeah. all. That's all anyone's talking about. Yeah. So the other thing they want, but they do want to ban assault weapons for personal use. And they Which want they background should, checks. Because that's not a gun. That is a, a, like killing. a murder weapon, like a fucking mass murder weapon. Right. That is now a bomb. It is right. a, an, an agent to kill many, 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 30, many people. Uh, I mean, it's what they use in war. You're not exactly. In war. Exactly. So you're not in a military. You're a personal person. So we got. Red flags for the cuckoo birds and just you're not trustworthy. So red flags, which will allow people, unfortunately, who have a checkered past, even if you're you've gotten help, they won't get guns. Right. A license is required Mm -hmm. and a background check. Right. No more assault rifles. Correct. So we had an assault ban for like 20 years that the NRA with their um, insane amounts of money got George Bush to let expire in 2004. Right. I'm not sure. I don't think it was like a full assault uh, weapon ban, but it was like those things where you can add on mm-hmm. like at gun shows and make it like crazy big and souped up. Right. That, oh, like the, the bump stock. Yeah. And all that. that rule got taken away in 04. Mm. So it's been 15 years that that's been allowed, but certainly they're going to put that back. I'm sure. Right. I just think it's strange to for anyone, including Mitch McConnell or anyone in any of these Missouri, Kentucky, Alabama. If you hunt and that's why you want your gun, why do you care if you get a background check? Because a red flag is different than a background check. Mm -hmm. So a red flag has to do with your, you know, any kind of felonies or misdemeanors or or anything or even tickets. But a background check is. Your background, your mm-hmm. credit score, it's your background. It's when you try to get into this house, you had to do a background check. So I don't understand why anyone would object to that unless they're shady. I don't either. You have to exactly have to do how many background checks that I have to go through to get an apartment, but I don't need to do that for a gun. It makes no sense. We had to do a fucking background check to get on people's couch. <laughs> right. Like if you want the gun so bad, 
take the back. We were like, we object to this. We want our privacy. And we were even in the middle of a fucking lawsuit. And we lied about it. <laughs> so it's like, that's where I go. I don't really get that. Like, you're basically right there saying we want criminals and people committing crimes and people who don't have IDs and who are using fake passports, mm-hmm. who are killers. Right. Who are using a different identity. Right. To be able to get their hands on guns. Mm-hmm. And we don't care if you're fucking in a gang and the head of a gang or if you're in a mob or a mafia. Right. We, you need to be able to get your hands on as many guns. And the NRA is funded by gun manufacturers. And as we know from like any kind of arms deal, guns make a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. And they want everyone to have one. Right. And we don't. No, we do not. They're also talking about things like not being able to get guns at gun shows and changing the laws around gun shows. Yeah, because there's all those loopholes. All kinds of... So there's tons and tons of little things that they want to tweak and change. And ultimately, at the end of the day, it's just like the red flag, the background check, get a license, and um, get rid of assault weapons. Yeah. These are little things that I believe will grow, that can grow and grow and grow. And unfortunately, like... We've, you know, the pop, we're overpopulated and we need to start the whole rhetoric around like less government. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If you want less government, you're going to have to go move to Canada that has a quarter. I mean, Canada, there's less people in the entire country of Canada than in the city of Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> right. So God love them. But whether it's healthcare or whatever it is. Their population's much smaller than this. So mm-hmm. if you want less government, you do need to kick rocks onto Canada or to somewhere else with a smaller population because we got so many people here, they need to start regulating. Right. It's the regulators coming in. And yep. that's what needs to happen. Sorry about it. Go take your company somewhere else. Go take your fucking yep. corporation. Go take your billions and yourself. Don't just put your billions offshore. You go ahead and get offshore <laughs> yeah. and go vote offshore because yeah. we want regulations because we need to be kept safe because there's too many people here. Yeah. Now it's time for gay guys and their feelings. Looking cute. And feeling cute. What you gotta do? Boy, let me tell you, you're gay. It's okay. It's a present from Jesus every day. This segment is called Gay Guys and Their Feelings, and it's when a gay guy tells us his feelings. This week, the gay guy with feelings is Renee Soto. Renee is an aspiring author and a freelance alternative queer coach. Life coach? Slash house husband. Um, uh, Maybe a modern day Peg Bundy. He worked as a community organizer and an activist for most of his life, and he recently moved to Oregon from San Francisco, where he worked in nonprofits for seven years, focusing on employment justice. Clearly, uh, Rene is very qualified to give us his gay feelings, but the thing that makes him the most qualified is that he's a $20 subscriber to our Patreon podcast. Subscribing to our Patreon has many benefits, and one of them, for the rich subscribers like Rene, is that you get to advertise on this podcast. So here's Rene's ad. Hi, I'm Rene. I'm an alternative queer career coach. Interested? Find me at coachedbyrene.com. I've worked with over a thousand plus trans, LGBTQ, and disabled job seekers. 
helping them create goals, stick by new habits, find hope, and get a fresh perspective. Just remember, I'm Renee, I'm gay, I don't play, and trust me, it'll pay. Okay, okay. No, but seriously, I can help you slay. Coachedbyrenee.com. That's coachedbyrenee.com. Well, that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds like it's like right <laughs> off of NPR. I mean, like, Renee, thank you, but may- you need to get that on a real thing. Um, so another perk to being a $20 Patreon subscriber is that Renee gets to tell us his gay guy feelings. Now, it is important to note you don't have to pledge $20 to do your gay guy feelings you're only required to do a five dollar subscription if you too want to tell us your feelings now you don't have to be gay or a guy you just have to subscribe at the five dollar level to our patreon and then your gay feelings segment awaits you um also that will get you two hour-long <laughs> podcasts from us per week let's hear renee's gay feelings shall we hey there Thanks, Brandy and Julie, for the intro. My name is Renee Soto, and uh, thanks again for the chance to share my gay feelings. For those of you wondering why my opinion matters, it doesn't. I paid two $20 month subscriptions in a row, and so can you. So um, up your subscription to $20 a month and leave uh, my gay feelings with them, I guess. Uh, anyways, uh, I offered Brandy and Julie to hijack this week, so there's that, because I know with my own news fatigue, others like myself may be actively looking for things to give them hope. And since I won't be doing this weekly, obviously, or maybe even ever again, because, you know, whatever, $20 is a lot, I figured I'd jam all my so there's that's into one song to the beat of we didn't start the fight i'm just kidding <laughs> um no but i this is a list of my <laughs> so there's that so first um the nra is an utter shambles um so there's that uh no one's using their ratings anymore and uh, you know if you went to google right now and typed in their name in find uh, you know clicked on their advertisements through google you could cost them 15 dollars a click so there's that Um, The Time's Up movement is moving into male spaces like the Boy Scouts, allowing men a safe space to talk about abuse and knowing, um, you know, that one voice in a crowd of naysayers can really shut up a bunch of assholes is also uh, a huge consolation. I was in a bar when um, Kavanaugh was being appointed and they were showing the protesters being led away and there were some guys booing in the bar And I was just so fed up that I yelled, I believe her. And it shut their stupid asses right up. And a guy at the bar turned around. He was with a girl and he turned around and said, thank you to me. And I noticed that there were a ton of women in the bar. And I really just wondered what their thoughts were about it all. Um, Also, the fact that AIs can't dream. (laughs) So there's that. People talk about uh, a lot about automation, how it's taking our jobs. But... As far as we know, AIs can't dream yet. So what we have over AIs is our creativity, the mysteries of consciousness, and, you know, the fact that we can still feel awe inspiration over things. So go find a mystery in the world and find your awe. Be curious about stuff. Um, The Parkland Youth's Lecture Tour on Voting... Uh, the Our Children's Trust lawsuit, which if you haven't heard about, is will redefine and reshape the, the climate change debate. Um, it's 20 
something youths from across the nation suing the federal government over their knowledge about climate change and what they did to curb fossil fuel emissions, which was pretty much nothing. Um, the protesters out in front of Moscow Mitch's home right now, uh, the teachers' red state strikes uh, that got so much press last year, um, which is actually causing increased worker protest across the customer service industry as well. Um, and for that matter, protests in Puerto Rico and in Russia and Hong Kong. Uh, organizations like Unchained bringing awareness to underage child marriage laws that are still legal in several states. Um, and organizations like Run for Something, encouraging everyday Americans like people hopefully listening to this podcast to run for office like that drag queen did in, I think was it, uh, Silver Lake? Anyways, Brandula, check that out. Um, so far, uh, also, 12 House Republicans are retiring uh, and won't be seeking re-election in 2020. Four of them are from Texas. The fact that uh, they use Twitter for all these polls, but it only makes up 22% of the American public. Um, the fact that there were so many POC and women uh, who ran and won in the midterms last year. Um, organizations like or movements like the Extinction Rebellion and Gretchen... Guttenberg's uh, youth strikes, um, organizations like Democracy Now! that are listener-supported non-commercial media outlets, uh, the Green New Deal, the fact that uh, you know if we were able to put a person on the moon in 10 years with no plan, we can certainly curb the worst effects of climate change in 10 years. Um, comedians like Kathy Griffin and Brandy and Julie, who are helping us transmute anger and hate into something different and better through laughter. Um, Women's stories in general and superhero films are just kicking major ass right now and is showing how fierce feminine energy is awakening and it's going to save the fucking day. Um, and on that note, someone uh, by the name of Nadia Boltz-Weber has a video called Welcome to the Apocalypse. Um, she has a really unique perspective and she talks about how the apocalypse is just a Greek term that means the uncovering, the great unpeeling, peeling away of, of you know, quote-unquote known truths and uncovering uh, that dominant powers are not universal powers. She puts it really eloquently, much more eloquently than I do. Check her out. Um, welcome to the Apocalypse video. Uh, the thought that Fox News would crumble without Rupert Murdoch, and he's old as fuck already. Um, the fact that the environment is incredibly resilient and elastic and and the simplest and cheapest solutions are usually the best um, yeah, so that's so there's that for me. That's what gives me hope. So go laugh, fuck, and speak up. This is Renee. Thanks. We news are the fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was great. He said so many things. I need to watch that apocalypse video immediately. Yeah. I mean, we're not gonna. Um, say anything against us so there's that you know no they were all valid we're all well we're, plus we're just looking for hope so much yeah and um, and that's what he was giving you know yeah absolutely and every facet too is giving you like women and people of color and men's spaces and gay and environment, just everything environment jobs, climate jo yeah. every <laughs> single thing like finding the 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 light in all the little crevasses. That was good, Renee. That was really good. Thank you so much, Renee. And thank you for um, 
being a high top subscriber to uh-huh. the Patreon, mm-hmm. you are welcome to lower your pledge after this <laughs> month. Um, but you got to do it at least $2 so you can get two hour long podcasts a week. And clearly Renee um, has a great attitude and would be a very good uh, coach. Yeah, wonderful coach. And you guys just got that five minute coaching for <laughs> yeah, free, right. for free, for free. But I'm sure he's affordable mm-hmm. and and I feel like he's definitely um, working with people who come from a place of fear yeah. and anxiety. And, um, you know, I think what my the main point I got out of it was like, yeah, we didn't start the fire. It's always been turning. People were scared and people did lose their jobs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People lost their jobs in coal mines and car factories yeah. and, you know. And you're going to figure it the fuck on out. Yep. You know what I mean? You're not um, a victim of circumstance. Right. In this fire, you're going to walk right out of the burning fucking building like man on fire and call yourself Denzel. That's right. And then you're going <laughs> to roast some marshmallows and try eat to make them. a s'more, even though it never works. Nope. And you're going to eat the marshmallow plain. I'm just going to eat the charred chocolate. It. Yeah. You're going to eat the graham cracker. <laughs> yeah. It's still good. Yeah. It's still good. <laughs> it's still good. Just heat it up a little bit and. Get a microwave good. it, even though you came out of the fire Why like not? Denzel. <laughs> That's right. With a marshmallow on yeah, fire and, and just chocolate. Walk it. Yeah. <laughs> and may, or your V for Vendetta. You're in the fire. You got burnt up, but you came out stronger. You got a superpower now. If any of you were doing your hair and makeup, which is what I like to do when I listen to podcasts, or um, what do you like to do? You like to shower, meow, meow, or you shower, do your bathroom business. Or put it in the car, or like do the dishes yeah if any of you were doing a, a task yeah and you didn't hear renee's whole thing hit your 15 sec di- dip it back it's a little circle and go back and listen to it again because you probably missed some stuff in the middle yeah you he went so fast yeah that you might have just been stuck on wow ai's don't dream and then you <laughs> miss three more good things so go back it's we've Mia and i've listened to it this is probably our third time so and you always hear something new so he gave a lot of information, Renee. Um, we couldn't have fit all that into ten podcasts. So the fact that you were able to just keep it pushing, and the fact get it- that you even thought about AI's not dreaming is so deep, very deep. You know, yeah. So thank you, Renee. I don't know why anyone smart listens to this, and I'm sure he's done now. <laughs> Quite frankly, he's like got like, my use out put of that. My ad on, yeah. heard my thing, done. Yeah, it's like when people send the, the their postcard, and then like I just. Don't think you they think listen anymore. Like and I'm it's like, a goodbye note. Yeah, like a dear John letter. They just like lose interest. <laughs> okay. Now it's time for Julie's. So there's that. Even though you just heard many, many good ones. So even though Renee gave us many, many so there's that's in the last segment, Julie is going to give us one now because this is the part of the show where she has to find a so there's that moment in all of the dark, negative, angry shit swirling around the world. She hates doing it because not everyone is as gifted as Renee at realizing that AIs don't dream. (laughs) But we force her to do it because, or I force her to do it, because finding a ray of light in today's dark times is fucking hard. And we need that bitch to do it for us every single week. So, meow, meow, you deserve credit for that. 
probably just not yeah it just doesn't come as naturally to you as it does to Renee you know what I mean you're not a homo life coach or I mean a queer no I'm a negative <laughs> Jew <laughs> all right well let's hear what you came up with this week for your so there's that it's very hard to follow Renee's list of you know stellar so there's that this feels like having to follow Eddie Murphy yeah. at a stand-up show <laughs> which I would never be able to do so um hmm well, it is what it is. Um, I did find it to be very difficult this week. <laughs> and um, I know that I've, I've phoned it in here and there, and it's all been a little bit like that the last <laughs> couple of weeks, and I apologize. I think they still resonate. Okay. Well, with the campaign season underway, we've really been focusing on the Democratic candidates and who we like and Bernie Sanders. And <laughs> <laughs> I like him now. And, I like him now. Yeah. And love, Mr. President, love. Oh, her. But there's a cool small breeze blowing from the Republican side of the cowardly power-mongering assholes. Like, why aren't there more Republicans standing up against Donald Trump? We watched Mark Sanford today, and I was waiting for him to say something, and then he disappointed us, and he's a fucking He's the governor from South Carolina who literally went missing. There was people looking for him. He was declared officially missing and then found in South America with his mistress while he was married. That person is going to run, is considering running against (laughs) Donald Trump. Right. But if he doesn't run and Donald Trump is the nominee, he went on MSNBC and told Chris Matthews that he'll still vote for Donald Trump. Even though he doesn't agree with him and thinks he's terrible. And wants to run against him. But he's on the Republican Party and wants, yeah. You know what we said? Go on on back down to South America with your fucking mistress. Yep. Go lay down. Go do laundry (laughs) on a rock. (laughs) So I just can't. But we've had a few. There's Jeff Flake and Justin Amash. You know, they've left the party and just yesterday our man and best friend to the show, The Mooch, has withdrew his support of Donald Trump publicly. You know, and we're very proud of him and can't wait for him to come back on the show. Oh, we'll be calling him and emailing him this week. Absolutely. Come on, tell everyone how you hate Donald Trump now, Moochie. Oh, come on, Mooch, Mooch. (laughs) But even before the spotlight-loving Mooch publicly withdrew from Trump, (laughs) there's a kookaluk who has run for president a couple of times on the libertarian side, and we've talked about him before, but this week he has officially and publicly decreed that he will run against Trump in 2020 oh, thank God. on the Republican side. Oh, I am talking about Bill Weld. The ginger warrior, former governor of Massachusetts, was in Iowa this weekend eating turkey legs and going to the fair and gave his speech. Wait, was he a libertarian in Massachusetts? Or he, no, he's been on the, but he, the last election cycle, he ran as a libertarian. Well, that but, was dumb. Uh, libertarian. <laughs> but he, as the uh, governor of Massachusetts, was a Republican. Okay. That's so weird about Massachusetts. They're so, so weirdly weird. Democrat and yes, racist. It's so weird. So weird. But he was he was there in Iowa putting himself on the Republican ticket. And I am thrilled. People aren't really paying attention to him, however. But I say, check it out. Weld is a centrist Republican. He's pro-choice. He's pro-gay marriage. In Massachusetts, he signed legislation for domestic partnerships. He has stated himself he is fiscally conservative, which obviously is annoying, but wants the Republican Party to be inclusive and welcoming. Get it, honey? We're going to email Bill. And yes, you guys, we're going to pander and kiss his ass and don't yell at us. 
Now, people who ever followed him would remember him as the kind of character who never played by the rules. And back in his governor <laughs> days, he jumped into the Charles River fully clothed to show people how his administration was working to clean it up. The guy's insane. He's a complete fucking kook. But so what? He's the only Republican who's willing to not just say, oh, I don't like Trump. I don't agree with Trump. I don't like where the party's going. So I'm going to leave and jerk off the rest of my fucking life. No. He's putting his name on the ballot and running against the dictator. I am so impressed and so inspired by him, and I have made fun of him, and I will a million times <laughs> and more. And will continue. And I will continue to do so, because I know he would fight for my right to do that. He is a libertarian at heart, which means he feels it's every man for himself, but yeah. he certainly includes gays and women and minorities into that fold, and I hope Republicans will give him a chance. I'm sure they won't because the people supporting Trump want to keep their jobs and love their tax breaks. And let's be honest, most of them are racist, sexist pieces of shit. But this guy is truly offering something different and we're going to keep an eye on him. And it's him. People need to start putting their light on and take it off of Trump and use your Republican vote for good or at least for better. And stop being a bunch of fucking lemmings and useless tools. Bill Weld is for all his kookiness and whatever you may think of his policies is the best shot. So far, the Republican Party has to redeem themselves. Yeah, and so tell your parents, by the way, tell your parents and your grandparents that you know vote Republican that they should vote for Bill Weld this time. If you need to vote party lines, then go ahead and vote Bill Weld. You're That's still right. voting party lines, bitches. That's right. So if you vote party lines, it's a great point. Not these people listening, but you guys got relatives. No, tell all your Republican friends. You want to vote party lines? Vote for Bill Weld. He will keep things Republican. He, That's he what will Chris go Matthews back. should have asked Sanford. If yep. it's another Republican or Trump, who are you voting for yeah. if it's not you? That, oh, God damn it. Damn it. Why don't we work for MSNBC? I don't know because we're <laughs> terrible. <people>. Exactly, because <laughs> we're awful employees <laughs> and we're not skilled. <laughs> Bill Weld has shown he has experience. He's been the governor of the state of Massachusetts, which should tell you something because that's a Republican governor for a basically a Democratic state. And for now, I will not vote for a Republican. But if we were to have one, have one who knows that they need to be the president or governor for everyone, regardless of their beliefs. Well, how about he was a Republican? I mean, he was a governor of a state full of Democratic racists. That's what I like to think of Massachusetts as. So how about he be the president for the for all the Republicans who aren't racist? Perfect. How about that? That sounds the, great. The few out there. That's right. Or let's say the good ones that aren't Trump supporters. If you're not a Trump supporter, then you're not racist and you're not classist and you're right. not fucking rich. Right. You're normal. And you know that he and he seems like and because he's a kook and kind of libertarian, -y, he will listen to people. He does want people to have rights. He wants people to live however they want, love who you want. He's not against immigration. He's he's socially open. Yeah, like libertarians. What you said, they're individual. What you they're call every them? man for themselves. Yeah. If you fall in a ditch. That's you can go to Planned Parenthood. I just don't want to. I don't want to pay. I don't want to help you right now. But I'm like that too. I'm like I can't give you a ride to the airport ever. Right, but you can go to the airport. Go ahead, go get any shuttle you want. You know, I'll vote yes that we should have Uber in this town, which is affordable for you. Right, but I can't give you a ride. No, I'm busy. Yeah. So I'm just saying he is. He is. For, especially for Republican men right now, you want to know what the measure of a man is? It's Bill Weld. Because he <laughs> is, he, for all of his craziness, he's the only one who has the balls and the dick to step and write his name on a ballot and say, I'm going to challenge Donald Trump. How many of you have done that? Zero. <laughs> and he's done the work and he's standing up amid a shit pile of losers. And I'm talking to you, Republicans. So there's that.
So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Yay. Uh, finally. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't signed up for our Patreon, even though I've been hitting you over the head with it for the last hour and 20 minutes, <laughs> go over to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics and you can choose to pledge $1 for one bonus podcast a week or $2 for two bonus podcasts a week. Start with one. See if you feel like you need more. Many people are perfectly content with just one extra hour of us because it takes a very special type of insane masochist to go for three <laughs> hours of our bullshit a week. But I'll let you know, over 1,300 people do. That's right. That's, that's how many crazies listen to this. And hey, <laughs> and thank God for you yes. crazies. Well, we've got uh, 1,295 reviews on iTunes, which means you guys did exactly what we asked and hacked your loved one's accounts in order to leave multiple fake reviews. <laughs> and we fucking love you for that. Now we just need you to do it six more times so we get over 1,300 and then we will leave you alone for at least six months. I mean, I'm going to try to promise that, but, <laughs> you know, I have to go in and just push, push, thirst, thirst, hungry, hungry tiger. <laughs> but why don't you read the most recent reviews? They're short and sweet and they prove how easy it is for you guys to roll in, get on your grandpa's. Windows computer his PC and then go into the iTunes which you know you put on there and then just and it'll be like fucking you know Terry <laughs> loves dick and then just write a quick and short or just push three stars okay so here we go from Danny Boy Wonder Q. <laughs> the title says it all. DGP is my premium, high glamour, top shelf choice for dumb gay political information. If I were a legitimate political professional, <laughs> I would certainly consider going on DGP. Keep up the good work, gentle ladies. Dumb gay love, listener number 15. Now that guy did exactly or now that listener mm -hmm. <laughs> did exactly what we asked them to do, which was pretend it's the shit so that we can get we're gonna get bill weld because exactly. of danny boy wait yep. what's the name danny boy wonder q oh, yeah D because of danny boy wonder q saying if i were a real political person i'd go on this that's what we asked that's right it's all fake guys best ever by stone rosemary <laughs> hands down best podcast these two get me through my days and keep me informed <laughs> it's a win-win all the bars and girls should join the Patreon too because Julian Brandon deserve all <laughs> our money. But I also don't want anyone else to join because I like being part of an exclusive club. Another good one. These people should work for these were marketing people. They work for a publicity firm for McGregor McCaster. Exactly. Alexander McQueen. Right. Hilarious <laughs> by Alex James B. Hands down my favorite podcast. If you ever have the chance to attend one of their live shows, do it. Not just a great time, but they are the nicest people you will meet. Now Alexander hitting the live shows, <laughs> hitting the live shows, going rogue there. That, and yeah. that's another check. Very glamorous. <laughs> Love by Smo's money symbol. <laughs> J and B are the best. The podcast is the best. Joining the Patreon is worth it, too. A very short and sweet. It's dollar sign. <laughs> Uh, they Take Me to Skew by <laughs> Chastity Valen. I never really kept up with politics. Brandy and Julie changed that for me, though. It's so engaging, interesting, informative, and hilarious. I love their dynamic and feel like they are my two best friends that are talking, taking me to skew. I love that. Now, that's sweet. We do like to honestly, authentically hear if someone, like, only listens to this for their politics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, CAD 1650 Hilarious Gets me through my exhausting work day Keep up the great work We are listening and love you both Short and sweet And we love you CAD 1960 Oh no 1650 Do you think that's when that person was born? 1650? Uh huh mm -hmm. Yes I think that they are 
Um, vampire? Yeah, I think they're. Vampire. I think they're. Um, what is it? Uh, interview with a vampire, and they're. Yeah, they've been. They the came undead. in from New Orleans. Yeah, amazing. Those are the kind of listeners we really like. Now they can get into people's computers. That's that exciting. was short and sweet. That was clearly like the fifth mm-hmm. review that person has left. And you know what? Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, what I'll, a, what what can a show. I, what can I say? It's been real and it's been fun. <laughs> but you know what? What? Mostly. Yeah. It's been uh, gay and it's been dumb. It sure has. <laughs> Good night, sweet wig. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime, because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. If you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry Right We'll just say where we are Then go back to the car We don't want to be any worry Well, you got caught with a flat wheel How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. (laughs) Why don't you... Stay for the night. Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. (laughs) But not the symptom. 